Strip accelerates, McDonald hasn't flinched yet. And here he comes, Adamo. He let loose in a stride. But instead of hope, is coming away. Hello and welcome back to the Sitting Ducks podcast. The boys join me again after a rather rough week um, for Memsey Stakes Day. Touched on the review on Monday. I think there was a little bit to learn out of the meeting, but how are we doing this week, boys? Uh, copped any hate messages yet? No, I haven't got much hate. I just want to come out and just say big apology. <laughs> um, wasn't expecting the races to play like that, but uh, you guess you got to take the good with the bad. So hopefully we'll do a few winners this week, Momo. Yeah, not that good of a week, but I'm your golden duck winner. Yeah. He's unfortunately. Just just it wasn't, wasn't hard, really. Kind of just all he had to do was tip really, what, one or two winners yeah. and he's, he's ended up in front. Will be two weeks in a row, I think, as well. Uh, yeah, month. don't get ahead of yourself. Um but yeah, as you are the golden duck winner, so we had it on Shades of Rose. That was probably the highlight of the day, I think. Oh. One by about eight lengths. It was the only thing I tipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Clav were real keen on it on well, last last Thursday. Yeah. Ended up start there was a few scratchings, ended up starting a dollar eighty five, I think. And we got on a little bit early and absolutely pissed it in. So that was a real good watch there. So we had the 150 on there. I think we got 170 in now because there was actually a scratching at the gate. It took a bit of deductions off. So that didn't really help. So we didn't make much of a bonus, but we're building it up. This week, Momo, I'll put it on right now. What are you going with? I'm going 170 on Eduardo to place in Randwick Race 5. Yeah, I think that's a good call. We spoke about it a little bit before. Yeah. I don't know what else. I, would, I think the best thing about it is there's only – um. There's only nine in the race, so even if we get a scratching, that would you know that it always just helps. But got the one seventy point five two on Eduardo to place, and we're on. We're on two hundred and ten back. Um, we'll touch on it a bit later, but unfortunately, Vusti lost in the Memsey Stakes, so we've got a new caller coming on later. Um, yeah. Sad news for Vusti. He was doing well and then he tipped elation, which ran last and I think it's gone for the spring. <laughs> um, we'll start off with Ramwick this week. Weather-wise, um, there's rain expected over the next few days. So this is recorded Wednesday. One to five mils um, between now and Saturday and then on Saturday, two to ten. So I think that Saturday is the difference between us getting like a heavy eight we could be on a soft five. If they don't cop it that much, you know, over the next few days and then they get hammered on Saturday, probably around that soft six, or if we get a little bit and then we don't get hammered, we could be on a soft five. So I think we're in the soft to like the start of the heavy, um, no matter what. I'd be surprised if we got to a good track. I'd be surprised if we got to like a heavy nine or ten. So I didn't think, you know, we're used to kind of dealing with these wet tracks in Sydney, so I don't think we're going to be in too much trouble. But I've done mine off like, a soft six, soft seven, um, kind of. For Ramwick, the rail's out seven metres. So, once again, expect them to be coming off the rail, I think. So, they were getting through those lanes, what, two weeks two weeks ago at Ramwick. They were deaf. They were getting off the rail massively. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That might be where they were running down the other, other day. That could be the worn out ground. So, I expect them to be coming wider again. But I think, 
You can win leading, on pace, midfield, back mark. It doesn't matter. Really, really wet, uh, fair playing track. Um, you guys got anything to touch on weather? No, I think it's going to be around soft seven, heavy eight for me. Um, hopefully it gets wetter the better. So and what, where do you want to be backing your horses? I reckon midfield. Just sit one or two pairs back. Just stalk the leader and just come out in the last 200. Usually pays the best at Randwick. But, yeah, um, pretty, pretty fair. fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mario, you're the same? Yeah, I'm pretty similar. Just go on the leader. Yeah. All right. We'll start off with race five, the Group Three Concord Stakes over the 1,000 meters. Clav starts off. Yeah. So we got at the top Eduardo at 210, Andermatt 480, Malkovich 650, Mars Crusader 750, Zapatero $10, um, Atheric. Yeah, Atheric, yeah, I think. Atheric 21s, uh, the Party Boy 27, and Rockening Boy 41. Um, I'll start us off here. I think it's a pretty straight up, straightforward race. Eduardo should get the job done. Gate four, Nash is on, knows what to do, just sit. Could either go for lead, could dictate, or just sit one or two back if um, Malkovich wants to go up and eyeball him at the front. And the only thing I'm scared of is if it gets really wet, the party boy, <laughs> Shelby 66 at 27. So it'd be a shame if I didn't have five bucks on him. So, Momo, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's a one-horse race in Eduardo. Distance and track, distance and track suit. He's been trialling well. Nashville Willow on board. I think he's too classy for his lot. Um, he's saying he's a he's a all the one horse race, but you're backing more than one horse in yeah, the race. Yeah, you got to add something else in just in case. Um, <laughs> if if there was to be a threat, I think it would be in Last Crusader. No luck last runs. Happy to give. Hopefully, bounces back. Might test Wado. How much money you got on it? Uh ten on Last Crusader. I, I think seven should- bucks. So you, you you're happy to cop a thirty buck loss. Yeah. Well, well, you've got 100 on Eduardo, so... Well, yeah, this, and this is why. So, Eduardo's had one start at Randwick, first start in his career over the 1,000 metres. So, this exact what he's got on Saturday. Guess who he beat? Nature Strip. Yes, Nature. beat Nature Strip. Figures-wise, it was his best performance ever. They broke the track record. He went 19.1 lengths faster than the benchmark, 9.3 lengths faster than the Group 1 class, at this exact track and distance first up. So this is his best ever. I think Nate Trip doesn't even have as good of a um, rating as this race because he got done on the line by him. So then, you know, if that's not enough for you, last spring first up over the 1100, so the extra 100 metres on a soft seven, he won again. Nate Trip was second. Um, he maps so well, you know, he takes luck out of the equation, goes forward. I probably should have touched on the map, yeah. So he'll be leading out there with Malkovich and then it's pretty much just a bunch Thing back with Master Crusader and Rocketing by at the back. Um, there's more just, yeah, then you can kind of just eliminate, I think, Master Crusader. Dazmeet is way too short. Shelby, not good enough unless it's a heavy 10. You can probably entertain him then. Uh, Malkovich, you know, if he wants to go out and leave with Eduardo, eyeball him or do whatever. Who do you think is going to win that battle? Eduardo's been doing it with the best horse in the country. Now he's, you know, um, I think he's going to absolutely smack Malkovich if he wants to play that tactic. If he doesn't just get the lead easily. Um, Zapateo and Andermatt are probably the two that interest me the most. I think they'll be the ones that you want to follow out of the meeting. Um, but, yeah, I don't think um, any of them will be able to compete with Eduardo on Saturday. Rocketing by, I think, is a big prize, but he's already been coming a little once again. I think you could play him for the placings maybe. But, yeah, Eduardo all for me. I reckon they'll be you'll be looking back in the field like, oh, here they come, and before you know it, the race is already over because he's, put that much on them. Um, yeah, 100 on Eduardo. Pretty simple for me. 
95 Eduardo, 5 Buck Shelby. Uh, 90 Eduardo and 10 on Mars Crusader. Race 6, the Furious Stakes over the 1200. Momo, list us off. In favourite, we've got In Secret at $3.60, Paris Dior at $5, She's Extreme at $5.50, North Star Lass at $8, She's a Belter at $9.50, Willinga Beast at $10, and you can have long of the rest. Um, Map-wise, get up for you now. Jeez, a bit behind here. Uh, so your leader's going to be North Star Lass, uh, followed by Wave Rider Boy. They're both up on speed. She's a belter from Barrier 5, probably kicks forward with Seven Veils. Uh, Madame Pomery, she's Extreme Russian Conquest. Then you've got In Secret, Paris Dior. Willinga Beast from Barrier 9, I think it's going to be, if it jumps well, it goes forward. If it doesn't, it goes back. Um, but, yeah, other than that, not too much to it. Um Spoken about the She's a Belter form before. I was really keen on it um, last week with Swiss Exile. Um, who else was the race before that? And Basquiat. Um, like they they do definitely want further than what they got last Saturday, but I'm still, you know, I'm still pretty keen on it. Um, so She's a Belter has the best figures, but they're all on good track. So if it is if it is a soft six or worse. I'll probably end up taking her on, but if we're on a soft five or better, she's definitely the one for me. I think she'll mm. be very hard to beat. Um, she's the only horse to break six legs or better for the class benchmark. Um, fourteen hundred plus is probably a more ideal distance, but over the you know over the fourteen, she's gone four point uh, two inside the Group One class, so she's really good when she gets that fourteen hundred meters. Twelve hundred, a little bit of a question mark, but she has won over this distance before. It's just whether she can get the right ride by Pikey. I think she's definitely the classy horse. Um, yeah, the real question mark for me is how's this for Pikey this month? So as of August, horses under ten dollars. He's two from thirty-three. He's having an absolute shocker. So just absolutely grazed me up completely on she's a belter. He's right on fire last week. What was he doing? I just uh, he's a tough jockey for me to catch. He's not one. I know that some people love him, but yeah, struggling with him at the moment, and this is why. That's a horrible stat from you, Pikey. Um. No, maybe the horse can carry him to the promised land. Who knows? Wow. Um, I think she's extreme, you know, the only horse to beat the Golden Slipper winner, Fireburn, in the autumn. Um, all of her runs, being a heavy eight or a heavy ten, hasn't even got into the soft range before. So I want her to come out and show it. You know, she could be really good there too. Um, and then I'll let you guys go because I know me and Clap have got another one to touch on later, but, yeah. Who's your? Um, yeah, I, I kind of like the form of She's Extreme. I think we're, I'm happy to not really wait for it to come out and show what it's worth effectively. Um, I think we can take it on the 550 is a good fair price for considering the form it's coming out of. Another one I like here is uh, Willinga Beast. We've been on it all prep. Bowie sticks on board. Um, he's had a good career start. He's just been a bit unlucky in the last start. Got shuffled back and then uh, had to run on. He did well. He just needs to be a little bit closer. So gate nine, I think he should get a good little posse there with Bowman on. Hopefully he gets a little bit wetter and he will show us what he's really made of. The only thing I'm a bit scared of is down the bottom, uh, Rachel King, Bjorn Baker. It's a thing called Win Guardian. Um, it's got a trial run where it beat uh, Zoo Gotcha, who came out and won last week or the week before, I think. Yeah, week before. Um, with Bailey's favourite jockey, Pikey, on. Um, <laughs> that so would have been one of his wins this month. It would have been one of his I, wins, yeah. yeah. And it was paying over... 
It was saying 15s or something. Oh, yeah, no, it wouldn't so be included. I was just trying to find his horses under 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it probably was. So that was probably in. one of his one, one probably, wins. Yeah, backed in. But anyways, he's, he's uh, two two runs on the soft for winning the second. Uh, Reg King will probably get well on him for 19 bucks. I'm happy to throw something small on it. Um, boys, yeah. Momo, are you still thinking Willinger Beast? No, he'll be in else? secret no. for sure. In secret for no, sure. I want um, She's Extreme as well. Um, Paris Dior. Yeah, I've gone to Paris Dior, yeah. Um, <laughs> very talented three-year-old. Last start, beat Willinger Beast over the 1,200. Back to 1,200 metre. We'll give him a good test. And yeah, I've gone with She's Extreme as well. Toby Berry on. Looks good. Yeah, um, so the North Star Lass race, which was the Zoo Gotcha race, I think uh, North Star Lass is a bit short here. I think he got the perfect run last start. Mm. Then you got In Secret and Willinga Beast, who both went for that gap. In Secret kind of took off. Um, I made uh, Willinga Beast my best of the day last start. In the stewards report, it says it was hampered. Um, I don't know. I just think it looked like it was about to explode through the gap and then kind of just hit a flat spot and started going backwards, whereas In Secret attacked the gap. Um, the question mark for me was, you know, did Willinga just need the run? Maybe she'll take heats of benefit from it and come back better. Maybe she's only a heavy tracker. Maybe she's only 1,100 to 1,000 metre horse. You know, had the six fastest four to the 200 there of the day and then she goes the 30th fastest 200 to the post. So, like, what happens in that last 200? I don't know. But $10 about this horse when you're taking $3 in secret. Well, I think this horse has a lot more upside. Um, yeah, I think you're a bit crazy there. And then Paris Dior just beat Willinga Beast last preparation. But I think with the run under Willinga Beast, um, you know, I think that she's definitely more suited over Paris Dior again. So, you know, first up Paris Dior at $5 or you can get $10 Willinga Beast. So, you know, came back well, just probably needs a bit of improvement. Mm. Um, I think Barry and I actually suits the Bowie options where you can see he can go inside, can go outside, um, can go forward and back too. So I'm happy to play 50 on She's a Belter and 50 on Malinga. This is my only three-horse race, so um, 55 <sighs> for She's Extreme, 40 Malinga Beast and 5 on Wing Guardian. I've gone 75 on She's Extreme and 25 on Paris Hill. All right, too easy. We'll move on to one of my more exciting races of the day, Race 7, the Group 2 Tramway Stakes, over 1,400. Clav, list off our favourite. Uh, we've got Big Boy Zaki, J Mac, $1.80, Converge, $6.50, Profondo, $6.50, Ice Bath, Tens, Nimali, $18, Character, $27. You can have longer the rest of those ones. Bales, you want to start off with the Big Boy Zaki? Well, no, I'll go through the map first. I think Zaki and Prime Candidate probably hit the front. Then you've got Big Boy Roy, Profondo, Yonkers, and Character who kind of snag you behind. you got Converge with bigger targets in mind that goes back. Colding interests me. He might be going forward. With big boy Roy. Um, and then you've got Yearning Nimely back in the field and Ice Bath out the back. What are you thinking of maybe they send Colding and Big Boy Roy? I reckon they could send them out in front of Zaki and then Zaki maybe sits third and fourth. I don't think it matters on the day either because you've got Zaki at a barrier five, J Mac had excuses all last preparation in his losses. Then he was held up in the blamey stakes where inspirational girl got over the top with what, like fifty-three kilos. Um, and he was first up there when he was supposed to run over 1,400 down in Sydney. He had to take in a 1,600 first up. And then, you know, should have won the Queen Elizabeth, but Nash pulled an absolute miracle right out of his backside to win there. And then you've got the Dooming Cup, supposed to be over 2,000, ended up being over 2,100 at Eagle Farm. He was coming off wet tracks onto good ones. I think he is really, really 
a tough horse. And I think a lot of people are going to jump off him because they think, oh, you know, he wasn't as good last prep. He's only getting worse. He's trialed up awesomely. I think that he could, you know, he just got unlucky last preparation. He's had a little freshen up, gets to the soft track on Saturday, bolted in first up over 1,400 last year. The weight, he is so well in at the weights. Ice bath carrying only six kilos less than him. And, you know, that's probably the only other one I could maybe see winning other than Profondo. But Profondo carrying 58 kilos against him, I think it's going to be a bloodbath out there. Um, but I know you're thinking things a different way, Clav. Yeah. You're a bit of a momo right now. Yeah. I Like for $1.80 for Zaki, I think it's a bit short. If he was maybe $2.50, I'd would, I would be $100 on for sure. But. I want to see him run around here. Um, he's only had he's had five starts of fourteen hundred meters for one win. He hasn't placed in the other four, so he's only had one in Australia. But yeah, I feel like he's better over like better over the sixteen hundred two thousand meters. Yeah, see, I've got a feeling he could just be really good at like this fourteen hundred sixteen meter range. He's yeah. only had the one go, and he absolutely pissed it in. I Fair mean, enough. he definitely does get over two thousand, but I've just got this weird feel like sixteen hundred could just be like really good for him. Yeah. For me personally, it's like a betting perspective. If you had a hundred bucks, I'd rather put the fifty dollars on conversion, fifty dollars on Profondo. Both six dollars fifty. You get what three hundred dollars plus back. Profondo had an amazing run last start. Did it tough. Got to third, uh, just behind Animo and Fangirl. So happy to play that one and converge. Can run a cheeky race first up. Uh, Lux and Wick soft heavy form doesn't really matter. He'll be in there for the running. So. That's my two, really, just to have a bit more of a value play take on Zaki, but I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. Yeah. yeah, I like the look of Zaki, but yeah, um, as Clab said, yeah, I need to take on take him on. Um, I've actually gone with Profondo, very talented four-year-old, gets back to 1,400 again, looked very good against a talented field last start. Adbula in the saddle, I reckon he would give him a good test. Yeah, I would have loved to see him in this race we talk over after because I think him and... Mm. The one that I'll touch on later would have been the only two that could win. But you got anything else besides Profondo? Yeah, I went Zaki as well. Oh, you got on both? Yeah. How are you doing that? What, like 64? I went 75, Zaki. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You already touched on Zaki. Fair enough. Yeah, oh, I've obviously got the 100 on Zaki. Um, not really spoiling the price or anything, but I think I doubt he drifts too much. He might be lucky and get two bucks about him on the day, but you won't get much bigger than that, I don't think, unless if he blows right out, if he's starting to get out to like 250, I don't think something's right with him. I think you can back around him, but I doubt he's drifting with the big figures he has over the others. Mm-hmm. Um, Clive, you already said you're going 50-50 in yeah. Momo. You said you're going, what, 75-25? Yeah. All right, too easy. Moving on to race eight, the group two, Chelm. Chelmsford Stakes, I think it's pronounced. Momo, let's go. We've got Surefire and Favourite at $3.70, Montefilia at $4.40, Mawanga at $6.50, Burnout at $8.50, New Marion at $10, Stockman at $15, Knight's Order at $20, Crystal Pegasus at $21, and you can have one of the rest. Yeah, um, I'll start off with the favourite. So, Surefire last start, nine lengths inside the benchmark, 0.1 lengths inside the class. So, second fastest last 200 of the day. Now, this horse got over 3,200 last prep. Chris Waller's obviously taken it back and gone, nah, I don't like that. This horse can, you know, has a lot bigger turn of foot than that and can be a lot sharper. So, 1,400, he comes out and wins first up. Now, he gets to 1,600. I reckon this could be a demolition job again, maybe. Um I just wanted to, you know, so first of all, 
I just want to touch on a few other in the field. So you got Mwanga, looks absolutely gone. Mm. I would not be going near that thing until you see it run again. I mean, it could definitely come out and win, but keep me out at that price mm. after that first stop run. He just looks disinterested. Um, then you've got, you know, all these stays resuming. You've got Numeria, Night Sorter, Kukaracha, Great House, Crystal Pegasus, Antonte, Algaron, Montefilia, who all want 2,000 minimum or more, and they're all first up. This isn't their grand final. Um, and then you got Stockman and Benoit, who were first up 1,400 last start. They got the race to suit. It was a sprint home. Once again, longer and bigger targets in mind. And then there's the one other horse in there, Supernova, that hasn't raced since um, March 2020. Wow. So it's been gone for ages. Yeah. But I think there's just, you know, a lot of intent because this, this, the horse Surefire, they want this in the Caulfield Cup. They need to win these kind of races, you know, to get in. They need to show his talent. So I think the only other one that looked here to play was something that ran three lengths behind Surefire last start, and that was no compromise. And in the short support, it had slowly away. So at $34, which I think is ridiculous for the two horses that are actually there and, you know, wanting to win. So like for no compromise to last prep, he, he ran third, but over 1,600 behind Frosty Rocks. So, yeah, you're getting $34 about him on the day. Um so, yeah, they're the two I just pretty much nailed down straight away and I was really keen on in this race, but you guys are seeing things a bit of a different way. What are you thinking, Momo? You <coughs> yeah, I really like the center? look of... Um, oh? You got something a bit different to everyone? Yeah, I think I like the um, look of uh, Montefilia. First up now, mm-hmm. can handle the wet tracks. Distance will suit. Colette on board should race well. And I, I also really like um, Benno. Good first up run in the wing stakes. Had a good autumn coming second in the ATC stakes. Uh, ATC Derby against uh, Hatotsu in for a big spring should give them a good test. There's not too many times I agree with Momo, but I'm agreeing with him here. Montefilia, well at the weights, gets a good gate. Collett gets on. He uh, finished third in this one last year. Uh, Bernard attacked the line really well last start, taking on um, Hoodie, yeah, Animo. I um, mean, Animo's race. He's got some good form coming out. Pikey gets on. He's above. Well, he's just coming at $10, so hopefully Pikey can get it done for us, get a third win on the... How'd she on, go over the 1600 On the trot. Oh, yeah, she's had a win there. Before. It's not too bad. Um, And, mate, there's a lot of Waller horses here, and we know what happens with a lot of Waller <laughs> horses. It's a setup. I say it every time. He picks a race every so week. So you've gone three again. Uh, yeah, I lied the first time. <laughs> yeah, the, um, when Waller, you look... I feel like Waller looks at the races and he goes, what can I put all my horses in? And then... Set up. He plans a month in advance. <laughs> it's like with very elegant. Well, you know they actually lost the other day. Well, he gets yeah. He I don't know he had the whole field. He like gets very elegant. Gets pipped by what Montefilia up, and then very yeah. elegant comes out wins sixteen dollars Melbourne Cup biggest setup of all time. Mm. Same thing here. No compromise. I know Bailey's keen on this one. Um, Thirty four dollars is an absolute spoil when he meets Surefire. The same at the weights now. When he had to carry I think two or three kilos more. Um, not saying anything bad about Surefire, but yeah. $34 for no compromise. You want to have something small on it. Yeah. Um, anything you want to touch on, Bailey? Nah, I'm pretty keen on Surefire here. One of my better bets of the day. Not my best at rear week, but definitely up there. I'm really keen on this horse. So I'm going the 90 on Surefire and then the $10 on no compromise to save. Yep, 60 Montefilia, 30 Bernard or whatever it's called, and 10 no compromise. I've got 75 Montefilia and 25 Bernard. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up Randwick. How are we feeling out of there? I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I'm feeling not too bad. I feel like we can pick something at a price. Um, 
But if it's a favourite day, you're looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely this week, a lot more confidence than last week. But, you know, if all these favourites start getting rolled, I'm in a whole lot of hurt. But, um, yeah, no, I reckon they look pretty good there. Uh, moving on to Mooney Valley. Um, the weather from now to Saturday, one to six mils expected. So I'm thinking a soft six, possibly seven at worst. There's not actually that much rain expected, um, but I don't think it's going to dry much on the day. So if like if it starts on a soft six, I don't. It's overcast the whole day. I don't see it drying out very much at all. So what we start with, I think we stick with or get worse. Um, rails in the true, written here, be on speed, be on speed, be on speed. It's just really tough to win coming back in the field at Mooney Valley, you know, especially with races 1,400 metres or below. Um, yeah, you guys pretty much backing things on speed too? I think Mooney Valley is its leader's bias just as much as Rose Hill. You want to be up on speed. Yeah. You want to be... Putting the pressure on really early on the turn and then cracking them and see what comes later. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, we'll start off with race four yeah. feature, or well, not really the feature. It's, it's not. It's one of the features out of the two. Um, the group two fee and stakes over the sixteen hundred meters. Mo Clavel, Clavel, you got this yeah, one. I'll yeah, this one. Um, Mr. Brightside, two dollars. Earlswood, four twenty. Inspirational Girl, four eighty. Spanish Mission, nine dollars. Forgot you 14 and sound at 35. Very small field here. Yeah. What are we thinking? Um, for the map-wise, so this is what I think happens. I think Earlswood goes forward from barrier one no matter what. Then Spanish Mission and Mr. Brightside, I think one of them leads the other. Whoever jumps better, I don't know what the intent is. Maybe the, they've gone real hard on Spanish Mission before over 1600. I think it's a bit of a fitness thing, so they might just send him forward. Then I think Mr. Brightside gets the perfect run. Um, outside of sound who's tucked away and then forgot you an inspirational girl out the back. In saying that, if Earl's Water Spanish Mission don't jump as well as Mr. Brightside, he can go out, sit right outside the lead, outside the lead and be just as good, especially at the Valley. I don't mind him there at all. But the good news is, no matter what, forgot you inspirational girl out the back and sounds drawn inside him. So worst case, he's sitting third, um, third box seat. He's not going to get tucked away or anything. And Craig Williams pretty much just get to, gets to sit there and decide when he gets to use him up. So I think there isn't – I've never looked at a map and felt better about a horse than Mr. Brightside unless you just have to be on the rail and leading that I think, you know, you're in a bit of trouble. But hopefully the track's not that biased. Um, yeah, so this is what I, I was telling the boys. I've got a really good stat here about Craig Williams. So first of all, all of his horses in August under $5, 8 from 13, wow. 61.5%. Now, Craig Williams, $3 or less in August, six from six, has not lost a race when his horses are under three bucks. That's crazy. His horse is at $2. He's got, well, he's probably had, what, 10 starts in this horse now, Archie, something like that. I could probably check. He's it. had 12 starts, eight wins. 12 starts, eight wins. He knows his horse back to front. He got the win on it last start with an absolute blinder of a ride. Um, this horse can handle wet, dry, it wants to win. It dug dug in deep late when um, I'm Superman came at it, had the ninth fastest last 200 of the day, 1,600 metres. What is it? Nine goes, six wins. Um, almost, you know, my best of the day. This horse just looks absolutely, you know, primed to win here. 
Only thing I think gets it beat is maybe a small field, but still, like, it's well in at the weights. Last time it took on Inspirational Girl at the same weights, it beat it. Um, and then Inspirational Girl got way down in the weights and, you know, got over the top of it and it ran a good fourth. But, yeah, this horse, you know, looks to have come back really well. I think the Valley could suit it. They're getting ready for the Cox Plate, so they're having a go around the Valley. Second up here, fitness bonus. I could go all day about this horse, but I'll let Clav, you touch on what else you want. Yeah, Mr. Brightside for me, I think it's $2, great price. If it was any shorter, I'd still back it. Um, yeah, same. I'll just be really pissed if Damien Lloyd, not Damien Lloyd, Damien Lane, um, gate one gets all the chances and he just... I'm, you just see him whack it away. Yeah, you just see him just go a little early and Craig just leaves a touch too late and he just... Well, you got to back him in when he's six from six. You just yeah. Don't, you, you can't be worried about no, it. Even today, what, just two races in a row, just on fire. They're, they're probably the most, like, two informed jockeys. Yeah, in Lane's right going well as well. I'll like, get a Lane, good stat up on Lane. Lane's going really talking. well. So, like, that'd be the only thing that scares me. But Earlswood has only beaten a horse called Corsair Mav, and I don't even know where that thing's raced. So, obviously, that gives you some sort of... In- yeah, went around in the Memsey last week, ran yeah. all right, but you yeah. got the definite, you know, suck but run. Mr. Brightside is beating like Cascadian, Zaki's inspirational girl. Yeah. So a, I think he's a different class. Yeah, for price. sure. Um, so, yeah, 100 bucks on me for Mr. Brightside. Momo, anything else to add? Yeah, I just think Mr. Brightside's um, too short for my liking. I'm going with Ellswood and inspirational girl. Both best up. Um, yeah. Distance very well suited for both. Uh, soft track will suit. Both very very class horses and both should be in the finish. What's your thoughts on Inspirational Girl? Gets back, doesn't like the soft. Yeah. Right, it's going to lead the whole way and win. Inspirational well, then it's gone. It's gone. It's, gone. And it's, it's going to go sit outside Spanish Mission. Um, Damien Lane, eight from his last 27 with horses under five bucks, um, going at 29.6%. Um, not too bad, and I'll look at him when his horses are right in the market. So if we look at him, um, horses on so that was under five dollars. If we look at his horses under three bucks, um, get that one up. Mate. He's four from eight, going at fifty percent. So yeah, Pretty he's good. he's taking he's getting like dollar sixty pops. Um, you know, not going as well as Craigie, but you know, I'd say definitely the second. Second um, jockey in Melbourne at the moment. Then followed by Carr. Probably she's found a bit of form again. So and yeah, Shin, Shin's up. She, oh yeah, Shin's on fire too. Um, they're the top four. Mark Zara's probably fifth. If you keep going, um, but yeah, Mister Brightside for me, hundred bucks on one of the better bets of the day. What'd you go, mate? Mate, your strategy. Um, I went sixty on Earls, Earlswood and forty on Inspiration. Wow. Yeah. Rookie, rookie. Um, moving on to we'll see. <laughs> race five, the group two, McEwen Stakes. This is a good race, and I like yeah. this. Uh, Momo, list us off. Um, just a sec. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at favour, we've got Cool and Gatter at $2.30. In the Conga, $4.80. Zustal, $7. Away Games, $7. Rock Bar, $7.50. The Inferno, $13. And Similion, $46. Um, straight away, Bin Similion cannot win. This horse has come back awful. It actually might damage your own horse's chances. So hopefully they just run it along the side fence. Hence why <laughs> so you're getting bad. 46 bucks about it. Um, I think Zoo Style too. That was another one I kind of just didn't want to take too much into. I don't think it's as good as Rothfire coming up from Brisbane. 
I don't think it's as good as away game either. I think that was, you know, one of the worst ones in the field. Um, and then I was thinking, I know, different trainers, different camps, uh, different owners, blah, blah, blah. But Tafana came back after being retired last week, ran awful. Away game comes back. I know they're not the same horse or anything. Um, she does get the blinkers back on and Craig Williams on, but I'm happy to take a set against the away game too, just purely on the fact I want to see it. Um, because last week we had a big crack at Tafani and she did absolutely nothing. Um, not that it's saying any resemblance, but I'm just a little bit more cautious taking these returning mares after being retired for two weeks. Um, yeah, what were you guys thinking? I think this is, oh, first of all, I'll touch on the map. A lot of speed in this race. So you've got Zoo Star from Barrier 3 kicks up. Roth 5 from Barrier 4 kicks up. Cooling Gatter from Barrier 5 kicks up. Similian from Barrier 6 kicks up. And In the Congo from Barrier 7 kicks up. Away game from 1 definitely takes a sit on them. And then you have Inferno right out the back. Um, barrier speed-wise, I don't think any are going to be able to keep up with Roth 5 and In the Congo. These two just ping out of the gates. Roth 5's Barrier th- Barry four, I think Damian Lane's going to know what to do, whether to take a sit on in the Congo. I think he has to lead. I think Rothfire is a little bit more adaptable where he can take a sit on in the Congo. I think in the Congo has no choice but either to lead or, you know, I think his chances are gone. I think Sue Style then takes a sit on them and then you've got Callingata sitting outside them. Similian's probably just being a pest. And then you've got a way game in Inferno at the back. Um, but, yeah, you were keen on... The most likely leader in the in the Congo club, yeah. In the Congo, Zara gets on, um, Waterhouse and Bot. They're obviously doing something right with this horse. Um, I think the only concern is where does it get from the draw? Does it do too much work to get across? Does he does he sit at one one out one back behind Rothfire? Um, I don't. I reckon they'll lead. I think they have to lead on it. I think they'll go at any I think you'll probably find Rothfire kicks up, Zoo style drops in behind, in the Congo goes up and Similian and Kulangata make that sort of second corner yeah. type of row. Yeah. But in the Congo likes having that like eyeball. Yeah. In saying that, whoever actually gets out of the barrier first can go and lead. Like I wouldn't yeah. even if Kulangata pings out, which I doubt she will over Rothfire, she'll go out and lead. If Zoo style does, he'll go out and lead. They're all fighting for the lead, but I think they're all kind of if I jump well, I'll go and get it. I think it's crazy just, that Kulangata started at two. Oh, I reckon it's ridiculous too. Like that's that's pretty ballsy to. She gets she does get the fifty kilos, which helps a lot. The others have to carry, you know, 58, 59. almost an extra, yeah, ten kilos all up. Um, she's only had the one run over the thousand, which was in her maiden, when she won by three point three lengths. But like, what did she beat there? Nothing. That golden slipper form still a little bit of a question mark after best of Bordeaux last week. So it's a little bit of a. Grey area for me. Definitely not something I want to be taking 230 about. We've got someone over here who's pretty keen on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm taking my mind. Kulangata. Very talented filly. First up now. Only carrying 50 kilos. Should lead and win. Um, a threat I have is in the Congo. Trialing well. First up form reads well. Gets uh, a 1,000 metres now. Should be in the fish. Yeah. That's actually never had a 1,000 metre run in the Congo. Yeah, so I think he'll like the short distance. Yeah. It's always ran over uh, further. Well, him and Rothfire both get over 1,400. So it'll be – Rothfire's had three goes at 1,000 and one or more, but they were back – they were his first three wins ever. It was just 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, one or more. Yeah. But this is in the Congo's first time. It'll be interesting to see them coming back from 1,400 because it's like a different tempo. Like, they go quick. So fast. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who can kind of handle it. 
that's kind of where I suppose the tick is for monitor price. Me and you were pretty keen on Clav, yeah, the Inferno. So. Um, track and distance, tick, loves the 1,000 metres. Um, group 1 Moya at this, you know, track and distance in a group 1 just ran second. Um, this horse, it's getting, you're getting such a big price about it because okay. it's out of form. It just hasn't done that much lately. But in saying that, it's had two goes at the Valley. It's also won before where it beat Portland Sky at this track and distance, came home 12.8 lengths above the last 600. You're getting a big price about it. I think they could just go ballistic out in front, barrier two, just snake the fence, and this horse could just be screaming home. And has a huge turn of foot. It could go around and I don't think it matters. I reckon this horse will get crunched on the day. They'll bin Similian, and I think they'll bin Zoo style. Possibly away game. Colin Gatter goes out. Colin Gatter has to drift too. Doesn't yeah. have a big enough figure to tighten up. Um, I think Inferno's cheeky play because McNeil sits in behind the pack. Everyone goes too fast because they're all forgetting about and he just picks them off on the away fence. game. No, no, Inferno. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. just, he just, you'll see him just duck on like yeah, one out could. from the fence and pop through out of nowhere and with that. Burst of speed. Last 50, last 50. If this horse is ready to go, got a good trainer in C.I. Brown, I think it is. Like, if they've got this horse back to its best, oh, it'll be scary. cracking. Yeah, it'll be cracking better, that kind of price. Um, what are you going strategy-wise? Yeah, I wanted to take Roth Fire. I just think he might be the horse to handle the 1,000 metres, and I think he maps the best. I think this is a big map race. So I think Rothfire, um, with Lane on, I think can lead, gets a good draw, good price, gone 60 on him and then 40 on the Inferno for a big big profit there too. Yeah, me too. I've gone $60 in the Congo and 40 on Inferno for a big profit as well. Who's favourite in the market over in the Congo and Rothfire, in the Congo massively, the hey? Congo, yeah. yeah, in the Congo, 480. Yeah, well, I think that's a big difference, hey? I've gone 80 on Kulangata and 20 on in the Congo. All right, I suppose that wraps up our tipping part. We'll be back right after this with our lucky caller. Chautauqua, here he comes, the thunder down under. Cubidor's lifting in the middle. Cubidor, the old boy, yes. And Bivouac, who explodes. Bivouac with a powerful display. Zaki in front, sink it over, down the stands well. Lunges, gets up. Hey, Sterling, how are you, mate? Good, how are you? So, yeah, pretty good. We've given you the news about the $100 strategy. You know what race it is. It's race five, Mooney Valley, um, over the 1,000 metres, the race we actually just touched on. Do you want to give us a rundown on who you're going with? Yep, so the strategy I've gone with is 100 straight on the nose, cool and gather. Wow, that is a ballsy play. Just coming out the gates there. Momo's pretty stoked because he's been kicking up big for cooling data. Um, so that gives you a $230 return, makes the double check. Wow, mate. Well, what's the reasoning? Yeah, what's, do you have really a reasoning? You just think it's <laughs> too good? Yeah, it's just too good, mate. I've watched this horse many times before and it's just going to do what it does best and that's going to win and I'll see you boys next week. <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear. <laughs> I like the confidence. Um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll check back in with you next Thursday. Cheers for doing that. Too easy. All right. Good luck, mate. See ya. Cheers, here, boys.
We head around the country for north, south, east, west and go up to Queensland where I think Star Tontes is going to be pretty hard to beat. Star Tontes is flashing home late. Star Tontes and Star Dancer. Star Tontes is one. In memory of great minds with Tony Brassel and David Gailey, we give you our rip-off version on two blokes with no minds, finest ruffles. This week, it's Luna Fox at 250 to 1. Luna Fox, it's a boil over in the Guineas. For sure things this week, gone with forbidden love, down at 50 kilos in the Doncaster Mile. Don't think she can lose. Forbidden love under siege, Mr. Brightside Chancer, Mr. Brightside takes the lead. All right, we're back, starting off with North, South, East, West. Clav, kick me off with your North bet, which is at Doombin this week. Yeah, fellas, uh, last race, race nine, don't stop, number three. Um, Coming out of a class six here, it's taken on the favourite, Enterprise Mia, who's been in class one, so there's a big class difference here. Um, Well over at the price, $6.50. We're getting the claim with Angela Jones. Um, Yeah, if you're... Punching for a bit of money late. Get on that one. Momo. Um, yeah, I've actually gone with Osamu in race four. Uh, didn't get a run last start. Two starts before. Had two comfortable wins. Distance very well suited. Um, ben Thompson on should win. Yeah, I was actually keen on that, but I've gone and switched to the one I also tipped a few weeks ago. Uh, race six, number 10, OT Ra. Ended up running third there, 0.6 of a length. I thought we were home. I was going, yeah, got one at... I think it was Eagle Farm back then. Um, fifth up now, Waller. I think Ben Thompson's on it as well. Yeah. yeah um, he sticks, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I think you can get a win out of him at what price? $5.50, yeah. Um, moving on to South, which is Mooney Valley. Um, Clav, kick us off. Yeah, Mooney Valley. Um, race two, number three. Uh, we've gone with Irish fame here. Stackhouse gets a ride. Um, likes the distance. He's a good on pace of horse, and he's uh in these long races at Mooney Valley. I want someone up on speed that's going to uh break him early and yeah. sit in behind it. So six dollars for him's a good price. Momo, um, I've actually gone with Milan in Mooney Valley race three. So are you kidding me? Oh really? Yeah. Um, talented three year old side by two star. Got caught up last start, but came home to break a, an eleven second last two hundred extra hundred meters should help. Looks good. Yeah, I'll just show Momo up by saying it's, it's Mullane, but um, oh, sorry. no, it's good. I'm, I'm riding that <laughs> with you. Um, think this horse, I think he's going to like getting out over further, but um, yeah, pretty happy with that one too. Going at the east, which is Ramwick this week, Clav, best of the day. Uh, I think we can't go past the Eduardo gets it done. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with you there, Momo. This west, this no, is east. east. Um, yeah, Renwick race nine, sign impact, unbeaten first up, loves Renwick, track conditions suit, and should thrive on the distance. Yeah, I'm going with race seven, number one, the big boy Zaki. I think he returns and shows everyone just how good he is. Um, moving on to the west, Clive, yeah, Morphville. race one, start us off early, two dollars and five shot, Miss Cobb Kane. Gets Vorst in the saddle, three starts, two wins, loves the distance, should win, kiss it in. <laughs> yeah, Momo. Oh, I've actually got the same thing as well. Oh, nice. In race one, yeah, Miss. Momo's uh, just been looking at her notes, checking club. Yeah. She had no idea. Um, Smash them two runs back in a similar class. Last start, got caught up and finished second. Gets the extra distance. Now it looks good. 
Perfect. All right, I'm going with race 10 there. So hopefully you start the day off well and I'll close the day off well. Number one, taunting. Just think this horse is class here. Then all of them, um, Jess Eden on. Uh, yeah, looks a pretty good bet there. Well, ah, oh, good news. No mines last week. Got one home shooting for gold. I think they tipped it early in the week at 16s. Ended up starting 9.50. So we'll give them the pass mark for over 10 bucks. Um, but yeah, this week they've gone with race six, number eight, Clarity. Hoping to keep the streak going. Um, yeah, wish them luck because they certainly got it last week when I was pretty keen on Generation and he now would be on the line. Uh, sure things now to finish off. My best of the day, Zaki. Yeah, mine's Mr. Brightside. Yeah, I've gone Eduardo. All right. Um, what's that give us? $7.38. Power plate, $8.03. Load up on it. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking going in? Oh, questions, questions, questions. Um, I'll get them up now. What are you thinking going in? I'm definitely more confident in this week than last week. Oh, for sure. Um, starting off with the first question, it is, what are your thoughts on best of Bordeaux? Forgive run from last week, or is he pretty much gone? Nah, I think he did it tough. I've never been a big fan of him anyways. I think he needs all the favours to get the job done. So it's about time he, he met his match and a few horses there. So happy to happy to let him run around and not be on him. Yeah, I'm happy to be against him too. We were pretty keen on him being against him, me and Clive last week. Momo uh, jumped straight on him like yeah. usual. But I don't know. I th- he definitely did have it tough. He didn't have the best ride, but I think there's a lot of others that are going to improve a lot more this spring than him. But Momo, you still think he'll go all right? Yeah, I think you just need to give him a bit of time. He's only young. Yeah. yeah, only time will tell. All right. Um, next question comes in. What are your thoughts on Bowie? Bowie's ride on Frumos the past two times. Um, yeah. I'm not like I like a horse like that who started a dollar seventy, dollar seventy, and then what a dollar sixty the time before, and you've ridden it seventh and second. Like time to switch up. Like yeah. you got you can't do that. Like first ride was an absolute butcher. Second time he's just like he just loves to like put it out the back and try to be a hero. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, the horse doesn't need to go that far back. They'll probably keep him on, but yeah, definitely. Not his best work, and I'd rather take him. I hate taking Hugh Bowman under like two dollars. <laughs> I hate taking him under two dollars. Um, I'd rather be on him at a way bigger price. Last question comes in a little bit of a laugh here. Um, if you had a horse, what do you think you'd get more excitement about? If it was, you know, a sitting duck out in front or a back marker like Chautauqua? Um, I love watching like horses lead out in front and just seeing them hold on for dear life. Of course, there's times where you get overtaken, but like watching Nature Strip run, I do not get any more excitement than when he hits that turn and kicks away. And with that 100 or 50 metres to go, you just see them storming for him. And, you know, you can really see a tough horse there when they kick away. So I'm definitely a leader kind of guy. Clav? No, I'm much more of a back maker. There's nothing more I love when the horse is out the back. They pick <laughs> off the field one by one. The, the commentator goes, out the back, we've got Shatak. <laughs> 200 to go and gets over. Nothing more exciting. 
moment, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm with you with the back marker. Just, there's nothing better than your, your horse coming home, overtaking the whole field, snatch your win. Yeah, no, nah, they're both, they're both good, but I can see your point. Um, yeah, good episode this week. I think, I think yeah, we're on for a bit of, off. yeah, for a good one. Yeah, um, last weekend. Hopefully, the weather stays how we've predicted it. Um, I'll be back for the review on Monday. Follow us on all of our socials, Instagram. I'm posting all the group previews. I did it last week. Um, on TikTok, Twitter, post the quaddy again. We need to be a bit more active on Twitter. I need to start posting my actual tips for each race. Always forget. Um, because sometimes I'll see something and end up getting on it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks, boys, for coming. Thanks, Bows. We'll be back next Wednesday with, I think it's Mackay Diva Day. Cheers, see you then. But it's Persan at the clock tower. Persan, what a prep it's having, and it's going to run in the cup.